broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Hey everybody, you're listening to Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is Nerd to No Basis. We are on episode 59. So after last week's break, we're... Uh, we did a stream over on Twitch. If you're not uh, up to date with that, where the whole crew were dropping a lot of Twitch streams, you can go over to Nerdtown Media on Twitch or Nerdducks on Twitch. Either way, subscribe to both, follow both, and uh, you will find us there. We're there a lot. I still haven't got around to organise the timetable. I will, but um, assume that around Thursday or for, uh, Wednesday, or Thursday, that's when we kind of stream uh, or randomly throughout the week. Um, yeah. So we're back here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. My name is Dara Connor, and I'm joined by the returning Mr. Bryn O'Rourke. Bryn, how are you, sir? Oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> You've been missed, man. We thought you died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. to go. Just my internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing, right? When yeah, you disappear. Pretty much. It's like, so a, quit, it's like a South Park way and that characters quit Twitter. <laughs> oh well, yeah, exactly. It's kind of the well. You're not on Facebook, so it's no. it's, it's apt. Yeah, it's apt. It's just like the man doesn't exist anymore. Basically, yeah. Um, I only like I don't use I don't uh, the only Facebook product I use now is uh, WhatsApp, and that's and even then I'm patiently waiting for people to stop using that so I can stop using it. <laughs> yeah, although I don't uh, think people are going to. I I think like not WhatsApp is like the, yeah, WhatsApp is like the new. The new yeah. platform, really. Yeah, it's kind of... It. This stuff is, like, really decentralized, where, like, it's kind of... It's, like, WhatsApp and Instagram, for the moment, are kind of, like, the big Facebook program, uh, uh, platforms. And then you kind of get in the flash-in-the-pan stuff, like um, uh, Snapchat and what's the, the other video thing that's around now? The, um, TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Mm. Um, the thing that's definitely not... Uh, Sending your information to the Chinese government. Listen, folks. <laughs> if you're using TikTok, you're an idiot. Don't use TikTok. Yeah. Not because it's a bad product or it's silly. It's those two. But it literally sends your data to the communist Chinese government. Yep. And it's yep. spyware. Yep. Take this from two people who have been involved in the cybersecurity yep. business for a while. Yeah. But it's, phone it's, is getting hacked. Yeah, it's also <laughs> a PSA to stop using Chrome. Yeah, well, yeah, stop using... Well, that's obvious, because it's Google. Yeah. But, but listen... But it's also now classified as spyware. Oh, yeah, well, dude, come on. <laughs> it's, it's been up for a while. Like, listen, and that's a good point to bring in up. The Brave browser, right? Yeah. Chromium. Chromium, but we have a partnership with Brave browser um, for our podcast listeners. It's in, it's in the description below. Click it. Um, that supports us as well. Yeah, but Brave seriously, is one of the best browsers going. Yeah, it's so it, good. It's so cool. It has everything you want. Full, full spectrum coverage. Right. Mm-hmm. You can customize everything. The, the chai comms aren't stealing your data, and it's not malware. 
it's fantastic. DuckDuckGo is the is the browser, is the search engine it uses, and it's great. You know, so that that I personally I use the Brave browser. Um, so and it has a, a great app as well for phones. So yep. if you're interested in that, uh, after you finish downloading the show, go over to our you know anywhere our show's hosted and get and get the link there. Um, and that will actually help us a lot. You actually won't get to um, you get to support the show, but also help us out a lot. You know. Mm. Yeah, no, I've been. Brave has been on my on my. Um, I've been made aware of it since I think about two, maybe three years ago. Because mm. well, like, I I browser hop cr- yeah. like crazy, yeah. and I discovered as the the first version I discovered was the uh, the mobile phone app, right. and then I was like, this is a great browser. Is there a desktop version? Saw it was like, oh, okay, and the the desktop version is outstanding. Yeah, and the link is brave.com forward slash NER386. So if you type that in, download it, that directly helps us out, but also gives you a fantastic browser that, look, I wouldn't recommend it myself if I didn't use it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's like Brave is just so damn handy. And one one of the features I love is that it actually gives you a stat count when you uh, when you boot it up, uh, when you boot it up on your machine, where it tells you like how many ads and stuff it's uh, it's been blocking so far, and that's that's just so nice to see. It is. It's kind of like you know people use ad blocker and stuff like that, but mm. it's it's less invasive than that, and, and it's that's kind of messing around because you know it's like oh is this is this spyware is this you know whatever, and it's like mm. no, it's it's not doing that. You know it's it's all got to do with keeping your data safe. Like to be fair, I don't mind using Chrome. Mm. to be honest with you because I know what I'm getting myself in for yeah but and it's easy but with Brave it's like you know Google block a lot of things and really restrict a lot of internet things so you're like right I don't really want to do that I want to be able to kind of have a much better internet experience and as you do that like um, there's some Opera is quite good and a lot of people are swapping to that but even that isn't great Vivaldi is, is fantastic I love Vivaldi that's what I use on work yeah, Vivaldi um, is um, like if you if customer customizability is the most important thing to you in your user experience. Vivaldi is one of the best browsers you can get. Correct, and that's why, them. and that's why because it's like full on. It, it's like it's like Firefox and Chrome mixed together. Yep, with with yep. like full on modular customization. Yeah, it's brilliant. But um, look. It's it's a whole world out there with browsers. <laughs> yeah. I had to believe it or not, I had to install yeah. Safari on my Windows machine for work the other day. Oh no way! And it's just it was horrible. <laughs> what the, on earth? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Because when you're when you're replicating issues, you have to be able to do it. And uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is such a bad browser. <laughs> Why does anyone use this? Um, you know? Hey, but I mean, like back in back in the mid two thousands, Safari was one of the better browsers. That's correct, yeah. That's yeah. correct. It's just that, been... It's around the yeah. same time that Yahoo was like the big thing though as well. Um, yeah, there was, that, like, there was that hot minute where Yahoo was really good again. Um, yeah. And then that all kind of... <laughs> that all kind of... Like I went pear-shaped pretty quickly for uh, Yahoo. Um, yeah, like Yahoo... Like I remember Yahoo, I, like, I have a Yahoo email address mm. from that time. And it's weird because it's like it's my spam email basically. It's where yeah. you know you buy stuff from Amazon. It's where it goes, right? Yeah. Or other kind of stuff. And I check it every like four months or something. And it's like <laughs> four thousand emails. I'm like, oh 
Jesus, what is this? You know, but then what, like two or three years later, Google took over and it was like, bang, that was it. Yep. Just ob- almost obsolete. But uh, Yahoo did a very interesting thing where they bought a lot of um, subsidiaries that are still mm-hmm. around today that still attest to Yahoo being there. Yep. I think, that, I think that's what's going to happen to Facebook. Facebook will buy certain things that will necessitate Facebook being there outside Facebook. That oh yeah, sense. absolutely. But like I think we've seen with Instagram and we talked about WhatsApp. Um, yeah. That's they're two of the big ones right now. Yeah, like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of if that's how uh, those companies stay around. Because I mean, like I mean, you know, there would have been people taking bets at the beginning of the last decade on how long Yahoo was going to stay alive, and to their credit, they're still here. Yeah. And they will be, and they're not going anywhere because they've they've weathered that storm. Mm. You know, and I think it's I think it's a very interesting, very interesting time to see this because this is kind of like the move now, where everything has kind of peaked in that sense. Like you know, established greats, established giants are there, but as you said, you know, Facebook and and Google. What's the big threat now? Security and freedom of data and stuff. Mm. They're they're too. Don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, I use Google accounts. Um, I use Facebook and stuff. But you know, they're not the best rep. You know, for your data, they they do take in a lot of your data. And you know, we we were talking before we went on air the whole Zoom thing. Mm. Um, like I don't know if like, our listeners probably have pieced together that we use Zoom to record yeah. the show. Um, and we have for. A very long time for a very long time yeah pretty much from the start uh, yeah. actually yeah no it was from the start because we were we started using zoom for the desk about two years ago two or three yeah. years ago that's when we started yeah i think we did a couple of episodes using skype and then we discovered zoom and we we're like never yeah. going back never going back this is this is yeah. great and, and look it is it's it's the best you know it's it's fantastic because it's like you know it's like we're in the room together. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's absolutely. yeah. I think that's what, what people like. You know, we did a we did the watch along over Skype there. Mm. The, the the and we got some Skype in death drops and like, listen, we're using Zoom now. Yeah, you know, it, with, with Katie, Lisa, and Keen, like Keen, we kind of forced them to use Zoom. Um, but with everyone else, you're like, it's kind of a hard sell. Yeah. You're like, hey, it's this thing. It's a bit different. It's fine. And then when they use it, they're like, oh my God, this is great, right? But trying yeah. to get people to install clients is difficult, and I get that. But uh, now we're seeing this massive explosion with Zoom. Like, everyone is using Like, my mom was saying, I've heard so much about the Zoom thing. And I'm like, when my mom is talking about something like that, you know it's reached critical mass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's obviously because of the, the pandemic. Yeah. That everyone is kind of, and it, it, as you said, you know, as you correctly, it's it's educators that would be spreading this more than anything else. Yeah. So teachers and stuff like that. I mean, even like uh, my dad was saying to me that like he's uh, occupying his time with online courses right now. Yeah. So like all of them are using Zoom, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, because like I I uh, I installed it on my dad's uh, machine because my dad lives in Cork. Right. So if he has an issue, if he has issues with his uh, with his laptop, you can remote access then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why a lot of my friends have it too, because I'm like, here, I need access to your machine, yeah. and that's something that a lot of people don't know is there. Yep. But it is, and yeah. it's really handy, like in, yeah. a, in a corporate it's sense. Also, it's also really, really dangerous. Oh, it's exceptionally <laughs> dangerous. But like the, the the tool is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, but every tool, you know, you pick up a hammer. Yep. 
that's a very dangerous tool right there. You know, a, a, a saw, you know, yeah. kill people. So I, I just think it's funny that like, it, this is the prime example of a tool that was never meant to be in the hands of everybody being yeah. in the hands of everybody. Yeah. It's just like, wow. So, yeah. you know, and we were right now they're, they're being pulled over the coals for loads of things. And, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, before I looked into it, I was a little bit guilty myself first, like, lol, you know, companies using this. It's funny. And then I looked into what the actual vulnerabilities were and I'm like, wait a minute, this is, there isn't a vulnerability. Vulnerability is people, which yeah. is very hard to, yeah. to mitigate against because people are people. Yeah. Um, it's people, people being very creative with the existing features. Yeah, it's social engineering, right? That's yeah. literally what it is. And social engineering is the, hard, is the hardest thing to kind of overcome. Like yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, right? Oh, wait, we're using terms that people might not know. Yeah. Okay, so social engineering is when you trick somebody to do something that you want them to do. It could be anything, right? Yeah. Usually it involves clicking on something, right? Yeah. So let's break down exactly what the issue with Zoom is right now. You break it down. So what's going on? Um, so uh, there's, a few, you see, like, there's a few different things that have been happening, but one of the most common issues that's been happening is the way that people get access to Zoom meetings is through a link that has a meeting ID. This is a nine-digit number. And most people are are not like you've always had this option to uh, attach a password to the yep. meeting. Most people haven't done that, so literally anyone can join the meeting. Yeah, and there's been incidents where you can see people who've literally put out tweets going, "Hey, I need me- meeting IDs, and I'll uh, and I'll bombard your uh, your classes," and then they just get meeting IDs, and then away they go. Yeah, and like, what do you expect? <laughs> like at that point, you know. But not only that, there's also a, a tool that's been there for ages, um, mm. where you can lock the meeting. Yep. So, and it's been there for literally years, yeah. but no one's used it. And the mm. reason why no one used it is because there wasn't a nice little tab that said it. Now they've recently put the tab in where you yeah. can lock the meeting. But but as well as that, there's like there's um things in place on Zoom as well where you can really lock down the level of interaction there is. Yeah, there's, like, w- there's um, waiting rooms and everything. Yeah, like even, um, like, you, I've, seen, I've been in meetings where only the person who created the meeting, the host, is able to, is, it, is able to have a camera on them. Is able is to it, speak, the only, is, is able, able to, to share. Yeah. Everyone else can just, can just raise their hand yeah. and then throw a question into the Q&A. And but see, that's the, the, it. this is the thing that requires effort and time. Oh yeah, totally. And what are the rules? We said this many times here. If something, <laughs> if something's fast and easy, yeah, it's not going to be secure. No. If so, or fast and cheap, it's not going to yep. be secure. And that's it. Like this is a free piece of software that's extremely fast and extremely easy. Yep. Unless you're going to spend the time we're locking this down it's going to be open for expectation. So I feel bad about that. And, you know, the, the, the smear that mm. they were smeared with, like it was unfair. However, they did lie about their end to end encryption. Yeah. That's a, that's a biggie. <laughs> that's a biggie. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of one thing that I can see have blown up in the face. So end to end encryption guys is, um, at one point they send a message, at the other point, when message received, it's encrypted. So yeah. no outside people can see it, basically. The, yeah. The best way to like describe it would be, imagine I send, like be, the best way I can think to describe it is like if, let's say it's myself and you, yep. and we're going to send a message to the post, right? Yeah. Now, 
imagine that like the entire way between me sending it to you and you receiving it, there's literally someone making sure no one can see it. Yeah, exactly. The entire yeah, way it, through. It, it's like it's like somebody holding up literally like a filter blocking it the entire yeah. time. Yeah. And by and by by definition, end to end would be from the beginning to the end of its life cycle. Yeah. It's completely blocked. Yeah. Now and you said this and I was you took the words out of my mouth. Surely by how good the quality is on Zoom calls, yeah. that's impossible. Absolutely. Like, I don't know if anyone has any experience with actually using encryption software. It makes stuff hella slow. Yeah. Uh, VPNs, <laughs> you might notice with VPNs yeah. as well, it drops the quality quite a bit. Yeah. So it's, it's possible. There's two ways to, around, the, around the problem. Mm. One, one is that you go, like, you basically have to say, uh, you basically have to decide which you want more. Uh, quality or latency. Yeah. If you want, um, if you if you um, if you don't care about latency, then you go okay. Then you go okay. Well, we'll just have it be as immediate as possible, and we'll say uh, we'll just take the hit on the quality of it. But if you really want the quality to be there, then you're going to have to just accept that there's going to be latency and it's going to be like, if you remember like a satellite calls on the news back in the day, mm -hmm. be like a 30 second delay. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of what you'd see. Yeah. You know, with like, that it, encryption, with like without, with, like without, without going into it too much. Right. And don't want to get too blow people's head off on this, but there's two ways that messages are sent on the internet. There's UDP and, T and TCP, right? TCP uh -huh. is the encrypted traffic and it's slower. But looking yeah. for call and response, and basically that is how everything encrypted on the internet works, or anything that requires a login works. Yeah. UDP is just firing it, and yeah. there's no response, and that's how videos work, yeah. right? One is safer than the other, one is more preferred than the other. But mm. again, yeah, you're going to constantly have that security versus latency issue. So the fact that we're not, I'm not, as you said with satellite calls, I'm not saying how are you, brain, and then 30 seconds later you're like. Oh, I'm yeah. fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. Um, it's yeah. that's that's it. You know, and, and purely by that existing, you can be like, lads, you're you're telling fibs here. Yeah, yeah, and, and they were, and they and this was found out. So, I I would expect Zoom to be like the Zoom higher ups to be in a fair amount of hot water for that. Yeah, and apparently they're going to be under federal indictments now because of this, which is crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, this is uh, this is all the fun stuff that they, they that they've got to. Uh, deal with really now, so it's. But you know, I mean, nobody thought this was going to happen, though. Like, yeah. I can't believe. Like, like, as I said to you, like we use Zoom when people didn't know what Zoom was. Yep. And then slowly, once this pandemic hit, it's everywhere. It's on the new. Like, dude, for for context, right? For context, back in 2011, 2010, when we first started doing radio, and so this before we even met, like. Um, we would use Skype, right, to, to do yeah. the desk. And uh, what, 2016, 17 is when, like, mainstream media started using Skype? Yep, I think like, so. Like, RT and started using Skype? Yep. In months, weeks, weeks, in weeks, they jumped onto the Zoom train. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. like it's it, crazy. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, it just took, I think, it was crazy because, like, Skype for the long, like Skype was a known thing. Yeah, for years, for a decade, yeah, easily easy. before it started being used. Uh, before we started seeing it in 
um, in a mass media consumption form. Because mm. like Skype for business is a relatively new product for Skype. By the way, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a relative, like, again, it's a relatively new concept in the in the lifespan of that product. Oh, yeah. But I think it spent, like, so much of that time paving the way for it that it just made it easier for whatever competitor was going to come next. It's kind of like, it's the way that, like, uh, you know, if you if you compare it to, like, social media sites where you had, like, almost like, Friendster. And yeah. then my and that paved the way a little bit, and then from, MySpace. from that that came MySpace, and then MySpace made it got a it got a good bit further, and then Facebook just ran with it, steamrolled it. Yeah, you know, Facebook uh, basically what happened. That's that's a great way of putting it. Like, uh, how, for example, Facebook was sold to me as mm-hmm. MySpace with Instant Messenger, yep. like MSN Messenger, yep. which it is yep. basically. It's just an expanded version of it. And that's kind of what Zoom was. Zoom is Skype, but Skype that works. Yeah. <laughs> right? Skype that works, and it doesn't drop. And yeah. it, it's very generous with its free tier as well, which is also, you know, which is how they got our money. Um, yeah. You know, they give you the 40 minutes, but, you know, to go over, you have to pay it. And, you know, it's worth it compared to Skype, where you can talk for hours, but you're going to drop yeah. six or seven times. You oh, know, man. and it's... it's it, like it's just not worth it, yeah. You know, so they built it, but the tools that are in it, like from a professional capacity, like uh, you know, the company I work for now, they use something different than Zoom. And every day, every day, I wish that they use Zoom because <laughs> the tool I have to use is terrible because yeah. it just does. It isn't Zoom, right? And it's just like it's it isn't. And you just you're just saying right, this is fantastic. So. And, and you look at their stock prices and even with all the stuff that's going on, it's through the roof because it's like, yeah, it's, they really have the market cornered and they deserve to have the market cornered because it's, it's the best. It, it's been the best product on the market for years. Yeah. So it's, it's not a shocker. And like, to be honest with you, even with the, um, even with all the patching and updates that have been put in, in the last two weeks, the product's gotten better. With the with these improvements too, with with these uh, updates, like so. It's- yeah, like that. That's why when I bought it, I was just like, you know, like once I knew the vulnerability wasn't mm. the vulnerability. Yeah, I was like, right, this is business as usual. Yeah, business as usual. And people are freaking out. It's like, listen, if you're, my yeah. policy is, you're stupid enough to click the link, you deserve what I have, yeah. whatever happened to you. It's it's interesting though as well because the. Um, I've seen a lot of talk online where people keep bringing up um, a vulnerability that was exposed last year. Right. Or it was a zero-day uh, vulnerability for um, basically for the it was like the it was a remote it was a remote uh, code execution. It was, it was, no, it was a remote ac- it was a remote access flaw with, that affected Macs only. Right, and it was the zero-day vulnerability, which is basically a day where people found out it was a vulnerability like uh, where the company found out that it was a vulnerability at the same time as everyone else yeah exactly um you know which is which is pretty much a nightmare scenario where it is but just just on that point though like most most hacking yeah most like um breaches they're not caused by zero days zero days are like even though they're you know they're they're the big bad you know for anyone who works there and deals with it Honestly, the big ones are stuff that have been, you know, there for years that people just yep. don't patch yep. or They're, social engineering, yeah. which is most, yeah, most, most like the, the 
the stat I heard was that the most common hacks you see happen with medium severity vulnerabilities. For example, dude, Eternal Blue. Yep. That's still the main one. Yep. You run you you run a you run a um you run attack you run an attack using uh, Eternal Blue, you're gonna yep. get in like eighty five percent of the time. Still. Mm-hmm. still. Wanna explain what Eternal Blue is? Oh yeah, Eternal Blue is like the the Windows exploit. It's yeah. like the biggie, right? It's the one that you go for first if you're going, if you're going for an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's got to do with the actual internal kernel of Windows yeah. uh, that goes through the I think it's through the SMB port, yeah. and it just allows you basically access into it. Yeah. But so basically, like, it should be patched for the, for the non-technical people in our <laughs> audience. <laughs> thanks for thanks for grabbing that from me, Prince. Because like, so if the kernel is basically um, what would you call it? The central nervous system. It's the, yeah, the it's, operating it's, system. It's the brain of the operating system. It's what yeah. makes the it's what makes the operating system work. Yeah. Basically, like it's kind of, yeah. Basically, it's like the brain of it. Everything else, in terms of the hierarchy of how the how Windows works, descends from that. So mm. if you get in there, you have everything. Yeah, everything. Uh, it would be it would be like. You know, okay. To use like a to use a ridiculous analogy, it'd be like do you remember like the nineties, uh, the late eighties, early nineties uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon where yep. the shredder would use the drill to get places. Oh, like Tetrodome. The yeah. Tetrodome. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like the Tetrodome. It was like that little drill thing that he had, where yeah. himself and Bebop and Rocksteady would come out of it. It's basically like him drilling right into the vault of a bank. Well, it's yeah, basically is basically what your what that hack is doing. Exactly, yeah. and then from there you basically. There's different yeah. stages in hacking, but what you're looking for is an access point, a target, yeah. and then a way in. And it's always like something, you know, easy enough to get in. Believe it or not, like that, this stuff is super easy um, because it's not patched. And we're not talking big things like just how you crack consoles, how you do, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? It's But the stats are scary because when you're looking at them, again, it's never these big zero days. Like, even though people, it's really sexy to say zero day and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not. It's usually like something that they've been told about. For example, to bring it to Ireland, the mm. when the Lewis website was hacked, the, like, was it last year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was last year. They were told by the guy himself, hey, fix these things. I believe it was an NGIX. Uh, no, it was, an, it was worse. It was, a, it was a Tomcat or Apache yeah. website for their reason. And he was like, "Listen, this is not, this is not secure. I'm going to do something." And he didn't listen. And then he took over the website for like a week. Yeah. Uh, and just you know, that was basically it. And yeah. that's a prime example of someone and, just not patching yeah. something that should have. They took it back, and then he took it back again. Yeah. And then they took it back, and he took it back again. And he just because, kept going like, "I'm going to keep doing this." <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. they they didn't fix the initial issue because. The, the vulnerability he used there was this Apache struts, I think. Yep. And that was it. And those things are lethal. They're like, if you're going for web servers, that's what you'd go for. You'd mm. go for the Apache stuff. But um, yeah, like, sorry for getting really technical on that, guys. But basically, Zoom is not dangerous. <laughs> Zoom yeah. is fine. That's a very like, long way to go to say that Zoom is actually okay. Yeah, just don't be stupid. <laughs> don't yeah. click on things randomly. Unlock your meetings if yeah, you're not The internet this. is still the internet. Don't click on links if you don't think it's going to be a safe link. <laughs> yeah, in, the internet is dangerous. That's, that's basically the moral of the story here, guys. It's, and it's getting more dangerous now because of this pandemic. Like, uh, malware attacks are true 
the roof because mm. you know there's like a, a, a CV um, website that tracks mm. but there's a few legitimate ones but there's like loads of these ones now that are complete malware that hijack your browser yeah so guys seriously like just you know use your brain it's important and it's dangerous out there so yeah but some good news that you can do with technology so if you want to help fight TV you can do it right there's like loads of these different projects one of them is like I think it's called Folder. I'm not too sure. I haven't looked into it that much, but I know the the moral of the story is it pretty it pretty much takes your it takes your GPU power and mm-hmm. uses it to um, help the global research of modeling the, the the coronavirus. Oh, that's cool! Right, it's very cool, and we've just been demonetized for for saying the word. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks, YouTube. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's that's basically what it does. It takes GPU power and adds it to basically a botnet, right? But if you don't want to do that for your for your computer, there's a new one that came out today. Um, it's called Rosetta at Home, right? And uh, it works on Raspbian, but also works on um, it also works on Ubuntu. Oh really? Yeah. So you can actually, and also Android for that. So I watched a video where you can actually set up a Raspberry Pi to do, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm kind of, to, to quote Starship Troopers, I'm doing my part. <laughs> um, and yeah, it works on Raspberry now. They've just updated it. So that's pretty cool. Um, basically, yeah, so it's called Rosetta Home. And it the, the, what, what Rosetta Home does is it's used to protect the structure of proteins in the disease. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And then make stable mini pro- uh, protein, so you can actually like map this all out. So it uses that CPU to generate, and allows and then allows help them and allows to kind of add that computing power to it. So it's like a botnet. But the other thing is called folding at home. That's what it is as well. So you, that's uh, there was a, a a plea to hackers around the world and gamers to use mm. their computers for that as well, like two or three weeks ago. So look, if you have time at home. If you have a machine that you want to install this thing, or even throw up a VM and spin it on it, and you know you're good to go. But I think you'll enjoy this, Bryn, um, because it's it's a cool little program that that works away. So it's kind of like instead of bit mining, you're you're using this. So check it out. Um, just Google Raspberry Pi Rosetta at home or Folding at home, mm. and you'll be able to find it out. But I wonder if that will work on um, an Ubuntu subsystem. I don't see any reason why it would. Why it wouldn't? Yeah. I don't see it. but like if you're using if you're if you're using that on Windows, you can just install um, folding at home. No. So yeah, it's cool. Um, I have to say it, it's great when stuff like that comes out because the the news has been so dark. Um, yeah. That it's it's kind of a bummer. Like. Mm. But yeah, so there there's something that you can have to do. But listen, your first show back, everything is down, which sucks. <laughs> But we are not out of things to talk about because some cool things that have come out of this is gaming. We have time to game again, right? Even though we're working uh, because the internet doesn't sleep and neither does technology, really. Um, Mm. We're still at home more, right? So, like, you know, as I said, people go on the Twitch stream, they can see that I I game a lot on Twitch and I use the stream for that. But what are you playing at the moment? Um... Okay, where do I start? So exactly. <laughs> where does that exactly my point? Yeah, so I'm uh, okay. So on my computer, I'm playing through the Mass Effect games again. I'm on Mass Effect Three. Right. Um, 
and yeah, I'm liking Mass Effect Three more this time around than I really? did the the first time. Yeah, it's like it plays better than I remembered it playing. Right. Um, Is and like end? I have I have all the DLC now, so things are like things are just a bit more like fleshed out and a bit more um like i have i have all the dlc for i've had all the dlc for the for mass effect one for mass effect two and for mass effect three so i have like a very complete experience playing this time around rather than my first playthrough Mm. um and yeah it's like it's really i'm really enjoying it but i'm also aware that there is a very very lackluster ending coming (laughs) so um, I I have that in the back of my mind at all times with it, but yeah, really, really didn't, enjoying. Did, didn't it. they fix the ending though to make it less terrible? They did, but it's still like it's still underwhelming for the for the big operatic story. From what I've read, anyway, the, it's a it's still a letdown for the big operatic story that they were telling, where player choice was going to have a very big part in it, and then it didn't. Hmm. you know yeah and that's kind of like and like that much hasn't really changed but i mean yeah it's the journey not so much the destination i think with mass effect Fair, at this I think, point. <laughs> yeah i think that's kind of like you know the the that's where i kind of dropped off at mass effect um, yeah. like i like the first one like yeah. see i love the developers that's the thing um, uh you know yeah. they, they made one of my favorite games of all time but again it wasn't star wars so i was like Neh. you know yeah. i can i can let this go and then when Mass Effect three came out and i heard what happened i'm like oh dodge yeah. that bullet like i mean it's interesting because like i um i've talked to different people about it and uh and it's interesting i it's like seeing the like people i know who don't like mass effect games played it on console that's fair. And I, yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Because I played it on a computer and I could not imagine that control, sc- control scheme working on a gamepad in the it, slightest. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. For me, the RPG elements in the first game didn't work. Mm. Um, I just, to me, it, to me, when they streamlined it down to be more uh, simplistic and more accessible, it actually improved the experience. In my opinion, now I understand right. some people got very much disagree with that idea and go and prefer uh, prefer to have a much more pure RPG experience, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I think for the specific game that it was, especially because the the role playing element is so diminished, where you're really just choosing between being uh, between being like. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a lawful, uh, being, between being pretty much like lawful good and lawful evil. Like, <laughs> it's, when those are really the choices you that you have, yeah. it kind of diminishes the idea of role-playing to me. Yeah. So having a massively detailed character sheet doesn't really work for me. Um, so I didn't mind it being more streamlined in later games. You see, like, I, one of my favorite games of all time is Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. So when I play, there's two ways I like to play RPGs: either hardcore RPGs or, yeah. you know, lighter RPGs. And I thought Mass Effect were was neither. It was yeah. a weird kind of like mishmash of it, and particularly it's, on Xbox at the time. Yeah. It's just like it's, it's, like it's basically like your standard cover-based shooter with 
some RPG elements thrown into the mix. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and it just did nothing for me. Yeah, I've heard um, I've heard one person complain that it has too many cutscenes and it interrupts the gameplay too much. I can't. It's like like sure that might be his experience. I can never hate on the game for that because I love Metal Gear Solid. Mm. Which yeah, that's pretty much. You know, have some have some game with your cutscenes. Basically, you know, yeah. like it's. I mean, that game is like expo- exposition dumps. Galore, and I love it. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. But um, yeah, moving on from that, I uh, started playing. I got the Baldur's Gate one and two. Oh, very on nice on the Switch. Very nice. Which, I mean, so the, the, as a port goes, it's pretty good, except for one thing that annoys me more than it should, which is that it doesn't use the touchscreen, despite the fact that it's isometric. And I'm like, yeah, but you know. They'd have to probably rebuild the game, scratch. Uh, but you see, it's available on Android. It's available on Android and iOS. Oh, so yeah. So why doesn't it have touchscreen? Oh, it's, it's just something sense. I'm left thinking about. Okay. Like it's it's you know it, again it's hardcore RPG rules and I love yeah. it. But yeah. I'm also like it's one feature that I really expected to be there that isn't, and I'm like, well, that's a bit weird. Okay, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, I mean, have you ever played the Baldur's Gate games? I played Baldur's Gate 2 a fair bit when I was yeah. like 12. Have you seen the footage for Baldur's Gate 3? No. Yeah, you're going to want to watch the, the footage for Baldur's Gate 3. It looks okay. really, really good. It's done by the the developers on it are the same guys who did the Divinity the Divinity series. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's very good. That's, yeah. good. That's a good shout. Yeah, it's, it's going to be though, very like, good. Baldur's Gate, I thought, was a series that was done. And now it's long time. Well, it's the longest time. So it's kind of yeah. like Fallout. Remember Fallout one and two? Pretty much. Just, that you was know, it, like, and then Fallout three came out, and it was yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like and um, like uh, oh, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to Baldur's Gate three. The uh, the trailer that released for it showed the uh, the opening cinematic, which looks unreal. Um, and yeah. That game looks like it's going to be really, really good. Very cool. Um, Very cool. But yeah, and then uh, on my PS4, I finished playing God of War recently, which is so damn good. Really? Is it working? Oh man! Okay, it's a I'll... really, it's a really, really good game. See, I might might the playlist now, right? Yeah. Doom Eternal. Yep. Um, Doom Eternal Persona Five. And the other the other worlds, yeah. they're games that I haven't opened yet. Yeah, along with The Witcher Three, so yeah. I'm like, is it actually good? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, definitely worth like the experience. better than three and on like the four the fourth one. Um, what do I say? You see, it's a very different experience to the other games. Okay, interesting. So, I, I love the God of War series. Yeah, so like the. the this time it's uh, set in um, basically he's like in, uh, he uh, Kratos has gone off to exile, mm. and he's in um, he's in somewhere in Norway pretty much, right? Um, and like his uh, the mother of his child has died, and he's they're going they're going off on this uh, journey to go to the highest peak in the realm to uh, scatter ashes, right? But before he can do that, he's attacked by a guy who doesn't seem like he can die. And if that reminds you of any Norse god, which it should. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's how the game kind of that's pretty oh. much how the game begins. So yeah. what, is he is he killing Norse gods now? Is that what's happening? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. While he's going on this journey with his son, son who yeah. uh with his son who like they kind of grow to they grow to have a relationship over the course of the over over the course of the journey and like uh it's it's really, really good. Okay. I'll definitely um, yeah, I like I think it's I think it's like eight euro or something now on sale on PS4. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah. Worth, it's seriously worth eight euro. Like, okay, great, seriously worth eight euro. Yeah, right, I'll definitely I'll move that up. Yeah. on my list. But because I know you like Norse mythology, so you would you would get a bit of kick out of it. Like you don't, I could be wrong, but you, I don't think you see Thor. Right. Um, I think you see Zeus, but I can't remember if you, if you know in any way. Or it's not. Yeah, you do. Sorry, you do see Zeus, but that's in a dream sequence. You do see Odin. I think you see Odin, but I can't remember exactly. Right. Um. Yeah. And um. Like as as I alluded to, you do see Balder. Right. And Balder's mother, but I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, those are the ones you kind of see. But you go to a few different realms, like um, Baldur's mother's name is completely left me now. You mentioned it. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm replaying zero punctuation's review of um, that game that came out, the terrible game. I know I've used ter- loads of terrible games. <laughs> What's it called? The one that bankrupted the company, um, oh, and it was dude. all based on mythology. Oh. oh, oh. It's oh, human, um, human, two, human, so two human, human, yeah, two human, two and that, that was all about Baller, uh, basically Baller and his mother, and I can't remember his mother's name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember, but yeah, like it's. Oh man, the story is unreal. Like it's the the gameplay is pretty good. It's a uh, it uses like a very tight over the shoulder camera view. Right. Um, but like I'm assuming the weapons are all differently. Like you're not using the chains of your your uh, your weapon choices are very limited right. in this game, which is one of the big differences between it and the other Because the weapons were awesome in all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. The the weapons choices are very limited in this. Um, you know, for the majority of the game, you're only going to be using an axe and your fists. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah. Um, and then you get um, you get another weapon later on in the game, but it's like, oh man, it's very much going for like it, it's going for a very different kind of combat style where it's less like area of effect kind of uh, attacks. Yeah, it seems to be more kind of like personal as such rather than yeah. big, yeah. big bombastic waves yeah. upon waves upon waves of enemies. Yeah, it's a lot less um, like I'm trying to think of like. Um, I've seen people. I've seen people make some weird, weird comparisons to it. Where people compare it to Dark Souls, which I just don't. I just don't get my it head around. Didn't strike me as Dark. Didn't strike me as no, Dark Souls. It's, like it, does, it like it, it's one of the weirder, weirder comparisons I've seen because I don't see how it's remotely like Dark Souls. Like I don't like Dark um, Souls at all. I, yeah, just, I, mean, I just, I, I kind of, I. I got I, over the, yeah. the. I got over it, you know, when I was reviewing games. I'm like, yeah, eh, okay, this I, is. I, I absolutely see the merits of the souls of the souls, definitely games, but definitely. they're not for me. Yeah, you know, same. like, um, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't comp- say like if anything, it's kind of like in terms of the, in terms of like how tightly it controls, in terms of. Uh, how well it uses its mechanics. 
I compare mo- and how like immersive and emotional the story is. I compare it to The Last of Us a lot. That kind of strikes me more of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a very different emotional experience to The Last of Us, mm. but that's kind of, in terms of like emotional intensity towards the end of the game, that's kind of where the story drags you. I feel. See that that's what it, that's what I think a lot of the new, the new um, PS4 or the legacy of the PS4 is going to be. To get like you know where every console has its mm. its game format like the legacy of the xbox 360 is the cover based shooter or yep. sorry, first person shooter yep. and cover based shooter um like this like all the big games seem to be like the last of us and that was obviously building on uncharted and stuff like that and just kind yep. of became its thing well i mean last of us came around at the end of the of the previous generation as well exactly yeah um, it was it was peaking up to it and yep. then we went in and we had like the real kind of like all the games like, like even games like spider-man they had yeah. emotional hits in it. Yeah, emotional hits. Yeah. But also, say even gameplay was that felt very Last of Usy. You know, I think it's just because yeah. of the, it's the way that PlayStation make their games now. Yeah, well, I think it's what they kind of mandate from the, from the games to have a level of yeah having a level of like tightness to. Yeah. So have yeah, I picked that up. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Didn't expect to, to to want to play it, but uh, yeah, yeah. I picked it up. Oh man, like God of War is like a must. Um, and then because of your so bad it's good recommendation, I picked up. Uh, <laughs> I picked up um, WD, WWE 2K20. Which oh my is, god, let's let's talk about this. Oh man, right. well, isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't it wonderful? Like I haven't I haven't played that much of it, but because I've only really been doing the career mode because I want to just finish it so it's done. <laughs> That's all I played though. I didn't you like know? I finished your career, career mode and I'm never picking that game up again. No, I'm I'm definitely gonna play through for the other modes where there's like it seems like they have like a few other weird modes. There. Yeah, the, the tower modes are weird as like that. Yeah. But by the time you get through the career mode, dude, you've seen yeah the weird stuff. Like yeah, I I I played a lot of this on Twitch, so you know you guys can see it on Twitch. But here's the weird thing: that game is eerily prescient to what happened at WrestleMania. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Swear to God, right? Do you want me to go into it or do you want to be surprised? I really, at this point, man, I, I like I just finished doing the, doing, uh, summer sh- doing the SummerSlam story in right. that game, which is awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's, it, guys, it's one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Yeah. But it's also one of the most compelling yeah. storylines I've ever played in my life. I don't yeah. understand why it's good. Yeah, it. But it, it's, it's the, the thing that I think is like so interesting about it is that like I, I think mechanically for what for out just like speaking out of the two K games, hmm. I do think mechanically it is better than than the other ones I've played, which was 2K15 and 2K16. Oh, play 2K17, 18, and 19. 2K19 yeah. is incredible. Yeah. It's so tight. It's so fluid. So I actually, I've gone yeah. back to play 2K17. I, 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 yeah, I think it, this is, I still think this uh, game has like, I still think this game plays very well. It, it does uh, until it doesn't. Yeah. And it's I, very, it's very slow. Like the actual yeah. gameplay is like, I played 2K17 now because the career mode is actually 
like end to end really good and it's actually your wrestler's career going through yeah this they changed and it's like they did it in, two, in 2k19 where buzz was yeah. the character but you could still kind of be buzz yeah. this career mode they've literally just created these two characters and yep. halfway through actually more than half like less than halfway through i just gave up renamed them red and trey because that's yep. what they are yeah, and oh, that's what I'm going to be doing as well. Because yeah, because I I'm like, can't take it. Yeah, I'm like, there's no point. This is not yeah. my character. This is Red yeah. and Trey, and like it goes to our story. And to be fair, look, their story is fair. Like I was really engaged the whole time. Yeah, like except for Trey being an absolute like. The, the thing, that, the thing that strikes me with it is, so I think everything with Red is really, really good. I think the story and everything they have for her is excellent. Yeah, and it's really well executed. And she strikes me as a character that's going like, if you watch this girl wrestle, you'd be in. You'd you'd be rooting for her. Yeah. And I feel like with Trey, not only do people not root for him, but people also go like, this is really dumb. Like he like there was that bit. Um, I think it was around Money in the Bank where he like he he basically uh, he. He's basically a free agent and gets the universal title. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, despite the fact that everyone, everyone, wrestlers and fans, think he's crap. He shows up on Raw. <laughs> he shows up in the, the title. And wins the title. And it's like, but here's the thing it's not like when you're watching it, like, it's not like this is a yeah. show. Yeah. In that world, yeah. it's all real, yeah. it's all shit. I can't, I can't stand that as and well. I can't they, stand they, it. Um, because they, they really want to have their cake and eat it because at some points they really want you to feel like this is fake. Yeah. And then at other points they... And this is a, this has been a problem with career modes in 2K forever, as far as I can tell, mm. where they just go, well, it's... It, well, like, you still have to compete to win. And it's like... But you, you, but you know this isn't real. But yeah, like, <laughs> like look. To be fair, that that makes I can buy that, right? I can yeah. I can buy that because that's just telling the story, right? Yeah. But this goes so far. Yeah. And when you actually get into it, man, when when it hits, you will know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's all real. Like it's all hundred percent real. Yep. Like they fight. Okay. I yeah. have to talk about it, right? So it's so it's so ridiculous all the way through. As far as like you know, Trey, I'm convinced there's something like wrong with him, like mentally. <laughs> where it's like, are you like okay? It doesn't mm. it seems like you're you're not okay, buddy? Red is just like she's just in, and she's like so you know it, she makes sense. She's like a, a female Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah, and I'm like cool, right? Okay, you're fine. But her friend is such a horrible person at the beginning, and she ends up coming back. And the stuff she does is like, "How is she doing this?" Yeah. Like at one point, she commits assault, and you're like, yeah. literally, just assault. And you're like, "Jail, jail, yeah. no, no jail. Okay, no jail." You know, <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Um, but okay, so there's one point where it completely it hits the fan, and Trey is like. I need to win legitimacy, so I'm going to fight the Undertaker. Now, okay, this is based in the future. Yeah. So I think it's based in 2030, 2040, right? Yeah. Judging by, like Randy Orton, for example, is the GM of Raw. 
Yeah. I think it's like mid 2020s. Is it, uh, it's supposed to be because the technology uh, is pr- the technology is pretty new though, dude. They have like future tech. Yeah, but at the same time though, like there's a robotic arm in it. Yeah, but at the same time though, Samoa Joe has, has a cybernetic arm. What? Yeah. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. So future, <laughs> it's yeah. it's the fu- yeah, it's the hard future, right? Um, so yeah, that's why I'm saying I thought it was, and then the the robot cybernetic arm came out, and I'm like. Mm. No, this is twenty thirty. Has to be. Yeah. Alright. So yeah, right. So Vince is dead. Because <laughs> they don't mention him. Yeah. And Triple H is there, right? So The Rock is the president. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then John Cena is the president. What John Cena is the president? <laughs> yeah, during a dream sequence you find out that John Cena becomes the president. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> you fight the rock at one point as the president as well. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, to be honest, that sounds pretty good. It is. It's pretty good, but there's no voice acting, and he doesn't nah. look like The Rock, so it's kind of uh. weird. But anyway, um, okay. So you're 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 on the roster, and no one's taking you seriously. So your goal is to find the Undertaker, right? Who, at this point, you know, in real life, was probably like eighty, right? Or dead. I hope not. Yeah. I hope he lives longer than that, but. This is this is the premise now. In order to find the Undertaker, Papa Shango transports you to the. I swear, <laughs> he transports you to the Nether Realm, and then you meet Kane as Kane <laughs> from now, and you fight him, and then Matt Hardy arrives to transport you to Hell, where oh you fight God. the Undertaker in Hell, who is the Undertaker, the character. And then you come back with his ashes. Oh, wow. But in order to get there, you have to fight Bray Wyatt, who's not the fiend, who's just Bray Wyatt. And then you fight uh, Nikki Cross as Regan from The Exorcist. Oh, my God. And it's like, what is this? That's insane. Right? And that's that's not even... like I'm gobsmacked playing this whole thing, and I'm like... They, they knew they had a terrible game. And they just ran with it. And they just went with it. Because they're like, look, this game sucks. And I have to say, by doing that, it's single-handedly one of the best games I've played in a long time. Because it's yeah. like, they just went for it. They just yeah. did it. But they it's like did it. I mean, uh, like, um, as you know, I there's a, there's, a, um, there's a wrestling game on the PC that I absolutely adore despite how terrible it is um, it's the one where they all die or you yeah re- uh, wrestling revolution wrestling TV. revolution that's so what it bad like. that's it's what it so felt like. bad like yeah. wrestling revolution is like it's such a terrible game it's yeah. so bad but it has things in it that just make me love it like you can play a wrestling match in in this game and you can kill people like you don't intend to do it. This happens. <laughs> like where they just, you just get a, like the match ends, and you just get a news report saying that the person you wrestled against is dead now. <laughs> and you're like, oh what? my god, oh my god. <laughs> but see, like th- that's what I mean. You know, like by just if they had just went out and just released 2K19, mm. everyone would have been like, oh, it's terrible. And then you realize that the goal is not the game. The goal is like in this GM of mm. a career mode. Oh, which absolutely. Is, Absolutely crazy. Now, if I had to pay 
if I had paid like real money for it, I would be very upset. Yeah. But you know, playing through it, I'm like, it's they do the wildest things, and I think it's because they're like, this is real. Yeah. Like it's really real to them. Mm. You're like, okay, I you know this adds this whole lot. Like they have to fight over movie spots with the Miz, and then they fight the director. Yeah, and stuff happens where you're like, jail time would happen here for what? Absolutely. Like you know, even in a wrestling concept, like there's no police. Where are the yeah. police? Like Samoa Joe murders people. Yeah. And you're like, why is this? Yeah. You know, sure, like my favorite thing as well was like you have an you have an empty arena match with uh, Braun Strowman for the Universal Title to Help. keep Samoa Joe away from the to get us keep him away. Yeah. And he gets there anyway. Anyway, it's cool. But what I love about this is there's like three or four empty arena matches in this. Yeah. How prescient is that? <laughs> like, literally, I'm watching this yeah. and I'm like, oh, when that happened, so I, I played like most of it before WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, we won't get into WrestleMania talk, but, you know, anyway. We don't have the time. We don't have the time. But uh, I was watching it and I was like, I was playing, I'm like, oh, well, empty arena matches? This is kind of spooky that they were able to predict this because I don't remember an empty arena match being in any other ones. And there's like four of them so far. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then I watch WrestleMania and see the Fireflies Funhouse match and the the Bone Iron match, and the career just turns into that. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What did they know? <laughs> what did they know? <laughs> All right, gang, that's gonna do it for the Phoenix Events segment. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the show will continue after this break. If you're not and you're listening to this on Phoenix 92.5 FM, thank you for joining us live. Go over to Nerd to Know Media right now, nerdtoknowmedia.com, and get the rest of the show. Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Check it out now. We'll see you next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Are you a nerd? Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Outta Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight Outta Canto.
look, if you're looking for like a, 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 a proper wrestling game, Fire Pro is obviously that. 2K19 oh, is great. 2K17 yeah. is very good. Like, yeah. that's just legit. You start off the mm. performance center and it's all like, yeah. you know, we know this the, isn't real, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. You the, know? the thing that I really like for with Fire Pro more so in terms than at the WWE games for those people who are wondering why would you be saying that this other game is better? One of the things I don't like about the WWE games is that like they put in, they put a huge emphasis on trying to have five star matches, mm. but they've constructed the game in such a way that you're trying to win as quickly and as effectively as possible. Right. You know, because you're going well, you do because like if you're trying to do like the the five star match, you basically have to do literally every move in the in your arsenal. And like several kickouts and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and you have to do kickouts and you have to do reversals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's not really. Um, when you're trying to play it the way the game is telling you explicitly to play the game, it becomes pretty dull really quickly. Mm. Whereas with Fire Pro, one of the reasons why I really enjoy it is that the, the whole idea of the game is that you're not trying to. Is that like the that everyone's input counts in it, not just your input. So instead, your mindset isn't about trying to isn't about trying to win the match. You're trying to have the best match possible. So that means that you you don't want to that you're not necessarily going for leg kickouts because you want to win because you don't want to lose. You're doing leg kickouts because you want the match to be exciting, mm. and it. It's it's one of those things where it's it's difficult to explain, but when you're actually sitting down and playing it and you understand what the mechanics of the game are, it makes a hell of a lot more sense. For it makes a hell of a lot more sense, and it also becomes a very um, exciting prospect when you start understanding the mechanics of it. Because then once you start getting 100% ratings, you're like, oh my god, this is so much fun. Mm. And even if you lose, you're like, I don't care because I had fun. Yeah. And, it's a it's a deeper it's a deeper experience, but it's a different oh, kind yeah. of experience. Absolutely, you know, like, like the it seems more like it's a professional wrestling simulator. simulator. Yep, absolutely is. You know, which is what it is. Like as in, like yeah. the core of how professional yeah. wrestling works, rather than yeah. what WWE games usually are, which is not that. Yeah, the frustrating thing with WWE games is that they look like simulators and they're animated like they're simulators. Mm but they do not simulate a wrestling match. No. Like, they, as, like as far as what wrestling actually, it actually is. is. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not like, you're not like if you're playing against the computer, you're not working with the computer to make a good match. No, you're trying you're to beat the computer. Fighting the computer at every step to get yours to basically, uh, do what, the, do what a lot of uh, people complain in wrestling about, which is getting your stuff in. And the like, game is like, oh no, you you have to get your stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's literally like that's the problem. That's to have your cake and eat too. Where it's like, yeah. oh, like, and that's what really bugs me about, you know, at least at least with two K twenty, they're like, well, look, in this universe, it's real. Yeah. So you better kill him, yeah. because he's going to kill you. Yeah. Make sure you get your stuff in while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, make make sure you hit him with like fifteen RKOs yeah. because yeah. if you don't, he's he's not going to lay down for you. 
You didn't use enough weak, enough uh, normal grapples. Sorry, three stars. <laughs> three stars. Yeah. But with, uh, oh. with, with, with 2K19 and stuff like that, there definitely yeah. is that kind of thing where you're like, all right, you know. But look, it, it's, you know, I, 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 it's disappointing as well because like a lot of the graphics in it are, like it's a really unfinished game. Mm. Like what I will say is, you know, if you're not a fan of what we've talked about, which I'm sorry, if, if what I've just said there doesn't pique your interest to play the game, Mm. Uh, I can't help you. <laughs> it's the, but the glitches are incredible. Like mm. even still, like when I got the game, I downloaded it because obviously I got it digitally. And um, when I started it up, I had to download another pack, yeah. which is obviously the fix. And that was like four or five gigs. Open up the game in massive glitch, yep. ring breaks. I'm like outstanding. I'm like good job. Like, sure, like within two hours, my my game had crashed three times. Luckily, I only had one like catastrophic cla- uh, crash, and the power went out. So I don't blame that on the game. That's unfair. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. I only had one catastrophic clash. But what 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 did happen a lot is when I'd pin go to pin someone, particularly playing as red. It never happened with Trey, but it happened yeah. with red all the time. Um, I'd go to pin someone, and then they would kick out or stand up and Red's arm would spin around <laughs> uncontrollably. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Or she'd get caught in the, or Trey would get caught in the ropes and he couldn't yeah. move. And I'm like, what is going yeah. on here? Yeah. Like, There's like a small error with uh, the um, with the ring-in animation that I have set for Red where she's too, she's too short to do it. Oh no. So she just trips up over the ropes the whole time. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just can't be bothered to change it because it just low level entertains me too much. The hair freaks me out. The hair physics are horrible. Like oh, hair man. doesn't be like actually Bianca Belair. Um, mm. If you're doing anything with her, her she is broken by definition because her hair catches on everything and just breaks completely. Yeah. So I'm just so you're playing it and you're like, oh well, like it just it can't handle it. But I have like even the clothes. Yeah. So if you have like clothes on clothes, it doesn't work. So like Red's Red's wrestling outfit doesn't work. It can't render on the game. So it's like this is no one tested this. They just yeah. released it and then hope for the best. Like I think what's so interesting as well is that like so like this is is it this was it this game or is it two K nineteen that was the first one without Ukes? This is the first one completely without yeah. Ukes. Yeah, because Ukes after. 14 or no hang on after nearly 20 years of working on WWE games we're like we're sick of WWE games we'll make our own wrestling game well no what they, they were they weren't sick of WWE games in particular they were sick of doing the same thing I know, I know exactly what they said was they're sick of doing the same thing but removing features yep rather than adding features which yeah. is what they wanted to do yeah and so I think visual visual entertainment or visual something, I can't remember the name of it, but that was mm. the in-house that WDB used. And they yeah. just built the game from scratch trying to replicate Ukes. What Ukes had done, yeah. But they didn't have the time to do that. No. And uh, you can see it. Like You're like, okay, there's a functional product here, but it's not as good as the last year's one. But I'm really glad they went because there would be no redeeming features in this if it didn't have the weird stuff. Yeah, and you can see that they leaned really hard into it by having the towers. Like they have a cyberpunk terrorist tower. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. They have a, a, a nightmare tower, which is obviously the big selling point. The one of yeah. Bray Wyatt, uh, the fiend. Yeah. 
So it's like, you know, they tried. They really, really tried, but it yeah. was like, they really tried yeah. to cover up for this, you know? Yeah. It's that classic Louis C.K. Uh, quote of, if they tried their best, but it wasn't good. <laughs> no, it is good. It's just not good. Like, it's... Yeah, but it's it's like it's in the so bad it's good territory though. Oh it's yeah, not, no, like, yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. Like we're not saying it's good because we're not saying it's good because of its quality. We're saying it's good in spite of its quality. Like, yes, it's, like seriously, on on the channel, there's a bunch of streams of me just playing it, going, "What is this?" As before WrestleMania, and I can't mm. believe that they went this far. And then I watch WrestleMania, I'm like, "This is kind of spooky that they were that like on the nose of where WWE was going." Like, mm. so fair play. But uh, yeah, I tell you, Keen, uh, Keen is right. When he isn't on the show, we just go into wrestling talk. <laughs> That's yep. what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah before but, you we... know, it, it took us like most of the episode to get here. Fair, fair. This is what I, I didn't want to start there because then we wouldn't cover anything else. No, no, no. Uh, one thing I have to say, I've started watching Tiger King. Oh man, how far um, are you in? Oh man, I'm three episodes in. I kind of kind of fell asleep oh, for a bit. Oh wow, yeah. No, the bombshell at the end of episode two will wake anyone up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, no, that's exactly where I am, and I'm yeah. like, oh wow, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a little bit before the watershed, <laughs> got yeah. me on Phoenix. But yeah, look, if you're of age, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, out check it out. It's wild. It's yeah. a bit slow to start, and then by episode the end of episode yeah, two episode and three. Two. If you, if you're not if you're not hooked by the end of episode two, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how you're not hooked. The man has like 120 ti- like lions and tigers. <laughs> and the, and like. the worst eyebrow piercing of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. just like, it's weird, man. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy show. I'll probably break it down more next week when I yeah. see the whole thing. But yeah. I'm glad I watched it because I was kind of, I was him and Han and then I kind of mm. watched Ghost Adventures for a bit. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll watch this. Yeah. But I love Ghost Adventures. And, yeah. uh, oh, it's so good though. Oh, man. It is so good. Such a good show. It's well worth um, it. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I watched it in over two sittings. Um, where we watched the first three episodes, then we watched the last four. Right. And it's unreal. Um, yeah, we got, Disney, we got Disney Plus as well. Yeah, what do you think? Um, the, the selection is better than I thought it was going to be. But I'm also noticing things that I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed by their absence. Right. So, like, first of all, all every episode of The Simpsons, A+. plus. Pretty much every season of Spider-Man minus Spectacular Spider-Man and MTV Spider-Man, a triple plus. Yeah, like the, fa- the fact they have all the classic Marvel, all the classic Marvel like series, the TAS, yeah. Yeah. and 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 more. Yeah, it's just brilliant. It's like you know, yeah. I actually managed to track them all down. Mm. Um, theoretically, of course, by sailing the high seas. Yep, uh, many moons ago. Um, so I have all of them. Yeah, but well, it's just nicer there. It's nicer there, and they're in like yeah. like to be fair. You know the hardest one to find. Yeah, the hardest one to find was Avengers Assemble. Oh yeah, that show sucks. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> yeah. likes it, but no. you need it for completion, right? And yeah. um, that was the hardest one to find. But uh, yeah. my favorite one actually is, um, but not my favorite one. My favorite one is Spider Man. Yeah, of course it is. Um, but the best one is actually like objectively is the Hulk. Oh man, the Hulk is so good. Such a good show. So good. Um, yeah, I binged all of Spider Man because, of course, I did. Oh, yeah. uh, but oh, yeah, did, and, you, did you stop? Was but when he goes into space, the, the follow up to that, which is oh, terrible. the Spider Man Unlimited. Yeah, um, it's a bad show. Um, well, I've seen it all before. 
Yeah. But uh, no, I didn't follow up with it because, like, it's it's first of all, it's weird that it's there because it was cancelled. Yeah. Before the run even finished. <laughs> but it's just so it's so bad. It's such a, like it was obviously trying to be Batman Beyond without yep. any idea yep. of what why Batman Beyond was good. Yep. And I mean, look, there's episodes in that run that I like. There's episodes I really don't. Um, I think it would have been more worthwhile if it had finished the run. Because mm. at least then you might have had the whole seasonal story they were telling. But, you know, it just... It, there's just not enough to it to be like, oh, this is really, really good. The, yeah, I... I would have much preferred if they just did a Spider-Man 2099 show. Yeah, that's by comparison. They they should have just done that. Actually, you know what they what they if they wanted to make money now, mm. they should finish that run and do Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, you know which is what Definitely. which is what they're doing with um, Clone Wars anyway. But yeah. like, I think that the the cinematic not cinematic universe, the animated mm. universe, let's call it that. Yeah, that's still something that you can actually kind of go back to because it's so mm. deep. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, to be fair, I prefer it to the cinematic universe. It's yeah, better. I, it's it's going to hold a place in my heart, you know. But it's also able to do a lot more than the cinematic universe is. Yeah, you know. You know, like, it, like, <laughs> it has pretty much all the characters that you want, and some that you don't want that you don't know. Is there, for example, like it was? It was my first real exposure to the broader because what well, it came out nineteen eighty four, so I was what six. Yep. Um, yeah, so before I was reading comics or anything like that, but it got me into comics. Yeah. To be honest with you, and um, yeah, yeah, I just that I, Batman. That Batman, yeah, yeah. But like, it, this always felt more approachable. Like, I loved Batman as a kid. Don't get me wrong, but it was always really dark. <laughs> it was literally, literally, and figuratively dark compared yeah. to the animated series, where you're like, this is a great time, you know. It's but like, it yeah. introduced you to like, you know, the X Men was on as well, but Fantastic Four, Iron Man. First time seeing Blade before the movie came yeah. out, um, Daredevil, yeah, Captain. And my, one of my favorite episodes, and it's kind of lame when you look back at it, is when you do the oh, what's it called? Why is it called Seek Wars? When you do Seek Wars, oh, yeah, and you're like, oh, wow, this is cool. There's a, my, my, and they do the Spider first to close off the run, yeah, which was a weird one as a kid to see all the different, uh, you know, all the different Spider Man, really, really cool at the time. Very cool at the time. One yeah. of, actually, one of one of my favorite episodes that they did, our favorite run, because the, the way they did it for anyone who doesn't know, each season would have like a proper run yeah. from the comics that they do, and they'd obviously you know adjust it for needed. But one of my favorite ones was um, where they brought, but he had they changed Spider uh, Captain America's. It was a play on Captain America's wartime thing, where it was him. Uh, getting his powers, but then the people who wear the superpowers, where the, super, the, the superpowers, six, the six forgotten warriors, six forgotten warriors. Yeah, I love that run. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of terrible at the same time, yeah. but I really like it. It was really good right up until the weapon was revealed to be Electro. Yeah, and yeah. then it just kind of fell apart. That annoyed me a great deal because I'm like, that's not Electro. That's like even then. As a kid, I'm like, that makes no sense. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, but I understand what he did because there's no other real way to kind of get Electro in. Oh, yeah. and they'd, But they'd also written themselves into a corner. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, and um, 
also it's a public service announcement as well. The Venture Brothers, every single episode of it is on all four right now. Oh, wow. And the Venture Brothers is one of the, if you're listening to the show and you have not seen the Venture Brothers, you owe it to yourself to watch the Venture Brothers. It is I cannot understate how good it is. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, it is the it has the best character development of any show that has ever been committed to the screen. Oh wow! It is in like the world building is outstanding. There there are just character moves that just defy belief from from it. the 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 downside to it is the first season. Is not the best, <laughs> but to be fair, that's that's the case. Logic, like the first season of Parks and Rec is pretty bad. Oh yeah, the first two seasons of Parks and Rec are pretty bad. The, yeah. it's only in the season near the season finale of that show that I've kind of hit. It started hitting a stride. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that against. No, and anyone. it's only twenty minutes, twenty minute episodes, and I think they're twelve episodes in a season. Yeah, but the ending to season one makes you just go, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, and it's very. There, it, it, it kind of picks off. It just gets so good. What I will say, just finishing up on Spider Man, um, the, the animated series uh, has my favorite Spider Man actor. Oh yeah, like it's weird. It's same with Kevin Conroy. Even though I, Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman on screen, mm. I st- when I read comics, Kevin Conroy's voice I hear. Um, it's the same with Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yeah. When I read Spider Man, yeah, it's his voice. Yeah. The guy who did uh, Spider Man Unlimited was pretty good. He was really good, but again, yeah. not Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yeah. And one thing I really liked when they did um, the Spider Man game into the Spider Verse. Yeah. They brought him back. Now they brought him back as. Oh, you mean the uh, Shadow Dimensions? That was it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Shadow Dimensions. Yeah, they brought him in as uh, Spider Man War, which I wish he was. You know, actual Spider-Man because I hate the noir segments in that game. Yeah, I um, love the I love the, the noir segments. <laughs> uh, no, see, it was because it was like a bad Batman begin Batman um, Arkham Asylum. Yeah. It wasn't as refined. No, it wasn't as refined. I liked it, but it wasn't as refined. That's um, I, I wish it was. If it had been as refined, it would have been fine. I thought it was yeah. cool, but I wish they had have had. You should have got Nicolas Cage for that, which is what they did in Into Spider Verse. Yeah. Well, they they had the misfortune of making that game. About ten years beforehand. Yeah, I know, but you know they got there eventually, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got there eventually. Like, I mean, that that game was really interesting because they had like different, they had different Spider-Man voice actors. Yeah, it was great. Through where it was like Neil Patrick Harris was amazing. Yeah, because he he did the he did the MTV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember who was Ultimate. I um, don't remember his. I don't remember his name, but I don't think he. I think he was a fresh actor they brought in. Yeah, maybe he was the fresh actor, and then. Yes, Christopher Daniel Barnes was a noir, and then 2099, I think, was the guy from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to pull the cast up here. Yeah. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, Christopher Daniel Barnes, Dan Gavizian was Spider-2099. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. That voice. I, I really did not like that voice at all. No. Um, yeah, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, not fun. Yeah, but the guy who played uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, Josh Keaton, mm-hmm. he was in. He actually was the Spider-Man for pretty much all the games. So, oh, really? Fate of, yeah, Fate of yeah. Two Worlds, um, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Yeah. He also uh, and yeah, and uh, Marvel's Superhero Squad, and he, mm-hmm. and he also he played the voice in the Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man, which apparently is really good. Oh yeah, Spectacular Spider-Man is 
a very, very close second to the to the animated series. I've never seen it. Yep. I'd recommend it. Only two seasons. And it's like it's a seriously close second. Is it on Disney Plus? Um no. It's one oh, of the few that, it's one of the one of the two seasons, the two uh, runs that isn't there. Oh bummer. Okay, um, well I'll, I'll, I will definitely check it out because yeah, um, it, it oh man, like it's two seasons, but um the first season's excellent. The second season is not as good, but still very good. But um, there you go. That, that that's one. That's you know, Shattered Dimensions is great because it does kind of pull that yep. those together. Like uh, you know, again, I wish da- uh, Chris Daniel Barnes was still voicing Spider Man, but yep. it's weird. He was in the Brady Bunch movie, which I found out <laughs> as an adult, and it was very weird. I'm so like, strange. <laughs> so strange. Very mm. strange. A very very strange career that man has had. But mm. you know. Literally, he is the voice of Spider-Man for me. So, yeah. anyway, um, Disney Plus, yeah, I we have it too. I haven't had a great deal. My sister loves it. My family love it. I'm like, yeah. cool. You know, yeah. I'll check it out eventually. But uh, no Futurama. It's another thing. I'm not thrilled right. about. Yeah, actually, Chris and Daniel Barnes played yeah. Electro in Spider-Man Ultimate. No way. Yeah, uh, the made Spider-Man Two. He was in as well in the game. And he was also in Marvel Ultimate Tree Alliance. He played Electro, so oh. there's a crossover. Interesting. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that. Um, okay, we went a, little, been a bit long this week. <laughs> See, this is the thing, Brian. You haven't been on the show in ages, and we have no control because Keen isn't here. No, no, no. We don't have a referee. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Uh, so we went along. So listen, anyone yeah. who's listening to us on the podcast, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Any listeners on Phoenix, uh, Go to listen to the podcast because I had to cut a load to this yeah. uh, to make it fit into the hour. Um, Bryn, anything you like to plug? Um, I'm going to uh, just uh, relay back to the beginning of the show and say uh, and uh, plug the uh, sponsor for this week. So Brave Browser. Awesome. More. Um, what was the, we have the link down in the description of the uh, of the cast. Is that right? Yeah, so uh, wherever you listen to this, it will be in the description. Um, but if you're listening and want to check it out, check it out now. It's brave.com forward slash nor three eight six, and that's the most uh, that really helps out. It's free; doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Um, if you want to support the show directly, there's other ways in the description um, to do that. So um, yeah, yeah. So brave. brave is such a good browser <laughs> exactly it's, it's 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 fantastic it really is particularly if you're if you're looking for a better internet experience but we talked about that all in the beginning of the show so let's not relay that no and uh, major updates to the website are coming soon i had to do a complete rebuild of the website and re-migration of the website so look for that soon there it's no media.com um mm-hmm. you can subscribe to all of us uh, to all the stuff we're doing um over on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Twitch as well. Uh, we stream a lot because there's nothing else to do because of the lockdown. Mm. So, um, yeah, check that out, guys. And until next week, uh, we'll be back here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, nerdtonomedia.com. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.